Welcome to the Be The Love podcast, brought to you by Vocal Coalition. We're so happy to have you. A revival has only just begun. And welcome to the Be The Love podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Bartia, and today is a little bit different. Today is just me speaking my thoughts to you through your ears. Because as it is 2021, Happy New Year, by the way, I want to share some things that I've been thinking about lately. To inform you of how VOCO is greeting the new year, we have started a pledge to be the love in our universe. You can sign it right now at vocalcoalition.org slash pledge. There's also a link in the description. And it will serve two main purposes. One, you as an individual will be sent a list of resources that will potentially aid you in your quest to be the love. But don't worry, your email inbox will not get spammed at all, I promise. And two, the more individuals who sign it, the more we will be able to see as a community how many of us are willing to be the love in a time where it's easy to feel like we are in the minority. The pledge states, I acknowledge that my country is painfully divided. This year, I want to leave the ugliness of division behind. In 2021, I pledge to find new ways to be the love so that my fellow humans and I can connect to the beauty in our shared humanity. And while this pledge is beautiful in its own right, and I have signed it and encourage you to sign it, I feel that the idea of leaving the ugliness of division behind necessitates some clarification, especially as we consider how we are to be the love in light of the fact that a day to celebrate nonviolent protest for equity in Martin Luther King Jr. Day is next week, and of the domestic terrorism, the exact antithesis of that very idea, that occurred last Wednesday at the Capitol, and everything that represents about our country. The attempted coup we just witnessed is the very embodiment of hate. It is heartbreaking, terrifying, and absolutely infuriating. And while I understand that it is optically necessary for world leaders to proclaim it as something that is not America, as civilians of this nation and this world, we need to recognize that this is America right now. This is the culmination of hundreds of years of white supremacy, a growing normalization of fascism, and a frightening comfort in the acceleration of misinformation and conspiracy theories fueled by current politicians and adjacent media platforms. It was not an out-of-nowhere fluke in a perfectly ordered system. It was not uncontainable. The fact that just six months ago, There were dozens of police on those very Capitol steps in riot gear, spraying tear gas and rubber bullets at peaceful protesters advocating for the protection of black lives. 
confirms that the government had the resources to stop this from happening. And there is no question as to why white Americans can smash windows and loot congressional offices with no immediate repercussions, while black Americans are tear-gassed for standing outside of the White House and murdered for carrying a pack of Skittles or going on a run. It was not unexpected. When the leader of the country spends years attacking every news source that doesn't agree with him, and then spends months attempting in vain to change the result of a free and fair election, fostering distrust among citizens in an attempt to become a demagogue, people are not going to trust accurate information and are going to turn to radical platforms. And it was not unpredictable. Those who would go on to riot at the Capitol have been posting for weeks about insurgency, about revolution, about storming government buildings, about civil war, and about burning Washington, D.C. to the ground. And I don't know about you, but I don't think hearing the words, you are special and we love you, from a wannabe autocrat does much to discourage any of that. This is what domestic terrorism looks like. Multiple people have lost their loved ones because of this event. This is what hate looks like. And there is no healing if we ignore that it is a part of America and that it has been enabled by many of our country's representatives for far too long. I understand that this is exhausting. I am exhausted. And I understand the desire to say, can we please all just stop shouting and get along so that we can have unity? But that isn't unity. That isn't healing. I've said before that a loving society means we are excluding harmful ideologies, not excluding human beings. When people are forced to sacrifice their identities, fundamental rights, and moral livelihoods so that those who refuse to recognize their validity feel comfortable, we are doing the exact opposite of that. We are including harmful ideologies and excluding human beings. We cannot expect Jewish people to unify with someone who is currently and proudly wearing an Auschwitz shirt. We cannot expect black people to unify with someone who is currently and proudly waving around a Confederate flag. And we cannot expect anyone who wants to live in a democracy to unify with people who are currently organizing a violent coup to maintain the power of a leader who has been fired by the voters of the nation. We can acknowledge their humanity. We can always treat people with kindness. But that is different from coddling them and telling them that their views and actions are okay. Unity and love mean that every person is accepted in actuality, not in pretense.
What I see as the primary source of hate, and as a result, division and exclusion today, is a disparity in our understanding of the truth. As I said before, the coup and the rise in alt-right beliefs have come as a result of the radicalization through social media algorithms and the access to conspiracy theories that selectively include limited and even completely false versions of the truth. We cannot unify in spite of the neglection of certain truths. We have to unify through a shared understanding of the truth. That doesn't mean we have to respond to the truth in the same way or agree in our beliefs. It simply means that we recognize each other's pain. We have to unify over a desire to eradicate racism and through an understanding that racism is deeply embedded within the structures and culture of our country. We have to unify over the truth that Black lives matter, that Indigenous stories matter, and that our institutions are set up to function against people of color. We can disagree how to solve white supremacy, but we have to agree on the fact that white supremacy exists and is not okay. With that, we have to unify over a desire to eradicate all forms of discrimination. We have to unify over the truth that sexism exists and continues to harm all genders. We have to unify over the truth that LGBTQ plus people are valid and deserve equal rights and equal access to essential services that sexual orientation and gender identity are not choices and exist on a spectrum, that trans women are women, trans men are men, and non-binary people are non-binary. We have to unify over the truth that religious minorities should feel comfortable practicing their religions when doing so peacefully, and that anti-Semitism and Islamophobia continue to be issues facing our country. We have to unify over the truth that people with disabilities are important and valued members of our society and deserve to be treated as such. We have to unify over the truth that someone's income does not determine their worth. And we can disagree as much as we want to about the solution, but we cannot be in two different realities. One where the problem exists, and one where it doesn't. When lives depend on undeniable truths, we cannot validate efforts to deny them. Climate change is real. It is a serious existential threat, and we need to be combating it instead of ignoring it. COVID-19 is real, and we need to be combating it instead of ignoring it. Environmental loss and damage is real, and we have to unify under a shared desire to combat it, not by ignoring it. We have to unify over a shared understanding that science is real. And right now, in this moment, we have to unify over a desire to maintain our democracy. 
We don't all have to feel joy over the results of the election, but we do have to accept the results, especially after 60 court cases confirming them. And of course, I want to clarify that I am not advocating for the homogenization of political opinion in America. Other people are allowed to disagree with me, and there are plenty of issues that I feel very strongly about that I do not expect to be universally echoed in a unified world. There are plenty of issues even now where I have strong opinions that do not necessarily represent the views of VOCO and would probably spark debate among our members. For example, I believe in stricter gun control laws, but I think it is reasonable for me to engage with those who do not. I believe in canceling student debt and free college, but I think it is reasonable for me to engage with those who do not. I believe in specializing law enforcement so that first responders are most often mental health care professionals and community advocates, which would alleviate some of the stress from police officers by allowing them to focus on only specific parts of community safety, like traffic laws, and redirecting the resources that pay for their militarization towards programs like better funding for public education, also known as defunding the police, and sometimes known as abolishing the police. But I think it is reasonable for me to engage with those who do not believe that. Right now, I am only advocating for love. Because to me, the ugliness of division is rooted in hate. And in order to leave division behind, we first have to leave hate behind. In my opinion, that must come from education and recognition of each other's truths. Because if people continue to cling to their false perceptions of reality and to misinformation, then too many people will be unjustly excluded from what we call unity and healing. And we will never have progress. I am ready to recognize the humanity of those with whom I disagree. But if we are unifying in our shared humanity then they too have to make the space to recognize my humanity. And they cannot do that if their false perception of reality, where I or my problems are somehow inhuman, is coddled or justified. So, this year, and every year, and every day, I pledge to make the space to ensure that every person is allowed to be human that every true story is heard, and that our understanding of the truth is based on each individual's expertise of their story. Because change is possible. And I invite you to join me so that healing our wounds rests not on ignoring them and allowing them to continue to fester, but on examination of the pain accountability for the cause, and most importantly, love in the patchwork. Thank you for listening to the Be The Love podcast. Subscribe to us on any platform you use and make sure to leave us a five-star iTunes review. Follow us on social media at VOCO, the number four, ever. Our website is vocalcoalition.org. And now, please link arms with us in spirit and join us in singing our anthem, The Revival by Emma Beckler. And until next time...
always remember to sing out the love and sing through the hate. Our minds are weapons, our souls are protection. Our feet will never uproot. One body, one mind, we will all stand in line. Proclaim the one's unspeakable truth. Go drink some water, remember to breathe, you still matter, your breath still matters, you still get to take care of yourself. Even when the world isn't taking care of yourself and everything feels chaotic and crazy, you still deserve to take care of yourself, to breathe, to be hydrated, to be well-fed, to sleep. You deserve to do all of those things. Go eat some chocolate.